Oceans, a poem by Mako Tsunami. Big, blue, beautiful, killed my dad. Sorry, I'm getting off track. Boats float on you, like the corpse of my father who you killed. Sorry, sorry, again, sorry. One more try, one more try. You create rip currents, like you ripped my father from my life when I was a child. Nope, sorry, can't do it. Find someone else to play your freaky fish guy. I'm out. Hello, and welcome back to another riveting episode of Draw Your Last Card. I'm Johnny, and with me, as always, hopefully forever, except I'm immortal, so until he dies. Damn it! I'm only gonna live until I'm like 90, and then you're just gonna have to go on forever. And this is Anthony, for context. Hi, Anthony. How, how you doing? How you doing, Anthony? Tired as life. Well, that's boring. <laughs> well, how are you? I'm pretty good. You know why I'm so good, Anthony? Because this was a great episode. Because we are coming off of just a great Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. My god, it was something to behold. Um, and I think, it, I think it's about time we let our... We let... We give the world what yeah. this episode was. So this was episode 7. Um, I don't know if it has a name. I don't remember if these had a name, to they be honest. They definitely had names. We just definitely didn't write it down because we're really bad at doing this. No, see, I used to write them down. And, um... Done. Hold on. Oh, there are names to there, these. There are definitely Hold names on. to this I'm, episode. I'm going to look up the name to this episode. Anthony, start us off while I look okay, up the name so to the this episode. Okay, so the episode starts off with Joey being very high off of his victory against my Valentine, where he sniffed out her cheating strategy, and all of a sudden, now he's starving. And the whole crew is trying to figure out what they're going to do for food, because they realize they're on a stranded island with uh, no free food. Yeah, they didn't They didn't think to bring food at all to this island there, which I guess is a fair thing. If you're invited to a tournament, you... Also, uh, they're like high schoolers. I don't think they planned out that much when they snuck aboard a ship last second to just go to a random island. Well... Yugi and Joey didn't sneak on the ship. I don't know, but I don't think there was a plan for food. You would yeah. think the host Pegasus would have had some food plans instead of just letting children starve. Yeah, but he did. So the children are going to starve. And that's the whole episode. Yugi, Joey, Tristan, Mai, or uh, Taya, they all starve. and it, Actually, the they, they eat Tristan. They eat Tristan. <laughs> and then, because, you know, he's stocky. Um, no. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Uh, the name of this episode, by the way, is Attack from the Deep. For those of you who have been waiting for that, not listening to what we've been saying, it's Attack from the Deep. And you know why it's called Attack from the Deep, Anthony? Because Mako cheats and hides all of his monsters in the deep. Well, that's a spoiler. Well, that's at the end of the episode. Alert. I was just going to say, because Mako Tsunami is a deep guy. Makes his appearance. He's pretty deep. I like him. Hashtag deep. Hash, hashtag deep. Um, yeah, Mako Tsunami makes an appearance on this episode. Uh, one of 
what I can only think is like five appearances on this show, but also he is my favorite character possibly ever on this show. He's the background character like Weebo and Rask, except he just didn't get the scream time. Oh my god! And he's not annoying like Weevil and Rex because Weevil and Rex are the worst. But he is a freaky fish guy. <laughs> I am not a freaky fish guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah. they, they meet him, though, by stealing his food first with not even asking. Yeah, so they're real hungry. And, of course, Joey sees some fish frying on a fire. Um, and he just goes up and steals it, you know, because he's... Everyone in this universe is secretly just an awful human being. Um, except maybe Yugi. But and Taya's <laughs> not bad. Taya yelled at Joey. And Tristan was insulting him at first and then instantly caved and went for the food. You're right. Okay, so everyone except maybe Yugi and Taya are horrible people. Except Yugi's a nerd. <laughs> so, uh, uh, unlike us, unlike all you lovely listeners, we are not nerds. We are, we are the Joeys of the world, taking what we want <laughs> when we are hungry. Um, what? <laughs> So this this food that they take though, I don't know if you noticed, it was black. It was just pure. Oh, it was fully charred fish. Yeah, it, it was, was the full fish. It was burnt as well. Well, the full fish that's a thing. That's a thing people do. I don't do it because I'm not a freaky that's fish. That's so guy. much effort to take out the bones as you're eating. Yeah, well, like and the eyeballs. Uh, if you watch Survivor, which I know you do, it's um, a thing. You have watched Survivor. Survivor's not fake. That's a real fish they're cooking. Okay, yes, it's a real fish, but at the same time, they didn't catch it. Uh. Ozzy always caught his. Just so we're aware, Ozzy, the best player to ever play Survivor, but he never wins because he's too beautiful. <laughs> oh, I miss you, Ozzy. Okay, but Mako shows up all, all upset that they're eating his fish, and he has an octopus in his head because he's a freaky fish guy and is weird like that. I also put down, do you want to know a fun fact about Mako? Oh, hit I, A fun fact, everyone. Uh, do you know who voices Mako Tsunami? I do not. Do you like to know who voices Mako Tsunami? It is actually incredible who voices Mako Tsunami. Andrew Reynolds voices Mako Tsunami. Is that the one that... That's the guy in Book of Mormon? Yeah. That's the guy in... He was in How I Met Your Mother. He was in, uh, Big Mouth. He's in... This is gonna date us. This is... This is for all of those We're watching the original Yu-Gi-Oh! This is already dating us. These are the researchers, uh, to the researchers listening to us a hundred years later. This is 2019, almost 2020, actually. It's probably 2020, actually, because these are going to be released in 2020. It is 2020. Um, we, uh, are from the past. If you are still alive and looking for entertainment, we will hopefully have more episodes after this. But we do have five episodes before this that you could listen to on loop, because I remember some funny stuff on those. Um, but Andrew Reynolds, for those of you musical buffs out there like I am, you're gonna, I, you love that. I love it, because I love Andrew Reynolds, because he's perfect. Okay. So off that tangent... Uh, he sees them eating his fish, he gets all upset about it, sees that it's Yugi eating his fish, and instantly forgives them because Yugi is Yugi, and he yeah. has a weird fame that just everybody knows that he beats Kaiba from somehow. Yeah, this sets a bad precedent in life. I know we were talking about how, you know, because we are who we are when we're hungry, we take what we want, 
Um, this sets a bad precedent that famous people get whatever they want. And they do. I this would is like, truth. I would like you to know Andrew Reynolds, famous person and listening to us. It is correct. You can take whatever you want from me. That is totally cool. You are perfect in all ways. Okay. But he also mentions that he wants to duel Yugi, and Yugi's like, yeah, I'll duel you. And then all of a sudden, Yugi's like, thanks for the fish, bye. And they all just try and peace out without dueling him, so he responds by throwing a freaking harpoon at them. Wait, no, Mako never asked Yugi Yes, he does, and when he first sees him, he's like, oh, you're a great duelist, I wish I could duel you. That's not, uh, that's not asking, that's bringing up in casual conversation. Until you, until you declare the laws of dueling someone by saying... Duel. They never said duel until like two seconds into the audience started no, no. dueling. Okay. Either way, though, they try to leave, and they try. The editors in this section try to make it seem like Mako is going to murder them, <laughs> uh, because you know Mako comes out first, and it's supposed to be this jump scare thing where he has this um harpoon in his hand, and then it cuts to the harpoon when they're leaving, and it it dazzles the harpoon. It gives the little shing, um. And he picks it up and throws it. It's supposed to make us seem like he is about to murder Yugi. It lands like two inches from Yugi's like foot, so yes. Yeah. Um he does not murder Yugi. They have a duel because gosh, if this show did something interesting, it wouldn't be Yu-Gi-Oh, now would it? Hey, this duel is very entertaining on how much it just disregards all other rules. This duel is the worst. This duel is stupid. I've been able to make it through the other duels. Like, be like, oh, okay, you know, I guess that makes some sense. This duel legit is stupid. And I and I love it and hate it all at the same time. Yeah, normally for Battle City, they don't follow normal rules of Yu-Gi-Oh! But in this one, this they is, just win. This is very duelist. much... This is Duelist Kingdom, not Battle City. Well, just so I want it to be Battle City. <laughs> all I want. I'd like to say one other thing that I found funny when uh, when uh, Mako jumps onto the stadium or something like that, Tristan yells, you're demented! <laughs> Just, and it's very funny. I don't know. I don't know what the translation is supposed to be there, but I thought, I just find that entertaining. Okay, well, on that, they, uh, at one point, Joey also calls him Sink That Soggy Sucker. I don't know why I wrote that down in my notes, but oh, I just love I, that line. I hate that. I didn't hear it, but I hate that. Oh, That's a great line. Oh. Okay, but the duel starts off with half of it being ocean, because Mako is obsessed with the ocean, and the other half being land, so that Yugi's monsters have something to literally stand on. And apparently, if you play a card in the ocean it gets to be hidden in the ocean and you don't know what it is. Yeah. Except for two seconds later when it attacks. That's pretty unfair if you ask me, but also I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh! 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 really cares about what's unfair uh, because us having to watch 50 episodes of a season that's not that good is pretty unfair <laughs> if I do say so. They could have cut this season down pretty good. On the plus side, this season has pretty short duels. Like, this is a one-episode duel, after this season, you do not get one episode dueled at all. They, Ever again. They juice them to the very end of the duel. Um, and you only get, like, two moves in later episodes yeah. in each, like, you know. But, um, yeah, so his fish are under the water, and Yugi's like, what? And Mago's like, well, you've never seen this before? And it's like, of 
course he's never seen this before. Where the hell would he have seen this before? Like, what? How many people are dueling on the ocean? Yeah, no one... Th this is literally the only place where I think air arena place matters. Yeah, the field power bonuses, which in this episode we don't really get told what they are, except we just assume all of his fish guys get them, so... All of his fish monsters have an attack power that we don't know, and attack power just normally does not matter at all in this entire match. Yeah, it doesn't. Here's here's why. So Yugi plays a monster with 1,300 attack points. Uh, it's some imp of some feral kind. Feral imp? No, not feral imp. Oh, just the normal This imp. The first imp. So the oh, first, first imp has 1,300 attack points. Imp. The kraken that Mako plays kills the imp um, and deals... 200 points of damage to Yugi's life points. Now, for those you keeping track at home, what's 200 or <laughs> what is 200 plus 1300? Good! It's 1500. Uh, then Yugi plays Yugi plays Feral Imp. Feral Imp has a girthy attack power once enhanced by the horn of horns, um, the unicorn horn. I think it is, uh, gets increased to 2,000. Guess what the Kraken does? The Kraken kills the Feral Imp. Can you guess? Can anyone tell me how many hit points that the Kraken has? I can't. Wait, it doesn't make sense. Let's don't also forget that the Feral Imp with the Magical Unicorn somehow has electrical-based attacks, and by playing a Jellyfish monster with a much lower attack power, it somehow can just absorb the attack of the Feral Imp using electrical moves. Honestly, that made the most sense in the episode. Oh, it had like 1,200 attack. Jellyfish. <laughs> Apparently produce electricity to most people. I was like that until I learned what a what real electricity was because I became a thunder god, aka electrical engineer. Um, okay, Thor. But like that makes sense, you know. It absorbs. It's like if, if but you it still has less attack power than the monster that's attacking you. Okay, no, we're gonna do a test. We're gonna do a test. Uh, I'm gonna have Anthony stand outside in a lightning storm. Okay. Holding a jellyfish. Gotcha. Where are we getting a jellyfish? And then I'm going to put someone else out in the same lightning storm not holding a jellyfish. And I want to see if all the electricity goes to Anthony because he's holding the jellyfish. We'll post this on Instagram. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll tweet it out. We'll, it'll be a Mythbusters episode. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, then his Kraken is just OP. And then randomly... Yugi plays a moon card. What was the purpose of the moon card except for the later purpose? No, the moon card increased because Yugi played his um his werewolf, wolfy boy. That's card. why. Okay, okay. I was trying to figure out why he played the moon yeah. card when it just screws him over in the end. No, and it increased um increased wolfy boy's attack. I don't know the name. It's like werewolf man, but um wolfy boy's silver attack. Wolf, maybe? Silver wolf. Silver wolf. That might be it. Mm. Um, it gets increased because, you know, I, that also makes sense. Hello? But of course, for those of you, sci this is a very scientific episode. First with the whole, uh, with the whole jellyfish thing, which we're going to bust later. Uh, now the moon. The moon plays a very important part of the ocean's, uh, tides. When the moon moves, it, 
I, I know very little about how the moon actually... The moon's actually... gravitational pull on the Earth affects the ocean water. Yeah, because, like, when the moon is, like, on the other side of the Earth, it, like, pulls it away, and that's what causes tides going out, and when it's... It's something, but... Maybe. We might be entirely wrong. Yeah, that could that could be wrong, but, um... Yeah, so the moon also increases the ocean's strength, so Mako can play his fish boy. Um, every card in this, uh game will be referred to as what type it is and the boy that it is um because i don't know the names of any of these cards anthony usually writes this stuff down but uh, the the whatever the weird like fish monster that he plays that's like the big serpent one i, I have no clue what the name was yeah. i didn't didn't register when he said it no but um he plays it it uses tsunami as its attack uh with regards to mako tsunami um Oh, I thought I put my phone on silent. I, you made me put my phone on, and I you did, forget yourself. I think it was on vibrate, but then I clicked it again because I yelled at Anthony and turned Shame. his phone off. I don't Shame even know if people you. heard that. My phone just went they off. They definitely didn't. Um, but uh, what happens next? What, let's, oh, okay, now it's backstory time. Oh, yeah, yeah. The second he plays this big car that destroys all of Yugi's land except this little, little island in the middle. He goes into this huge backstory that... No one asked. <laughs> yeah, but it's an entertaining backstory. Uh, so in this backstory, this is all about Mako's dad, because Mako's dad is dead. Because he has daddy uh, issues. Don't tell Mako that, because he doesn't believe that. Mako lives in a conspiracy I'm world. I'm pretty sure in the actual version, before it was dubbed by four kids, I'm pretty sure he knows his dad's dead. Oh, they just couldn't do that? I think so. I, I can't remember right, but I'm pretty sure he knows his dad's dead, and no. he just is at peace with it. Well, okay, but in the 4Kids version, his dad is not dead, apparently, according to Mako. So it shows they're in a storm, and Mako's dad is like, like, he legit says, there's a storm coming, son. <laughs> um, and, you know, Mako narrates it a bit, and then the storm comes, and it's just these dark clouds that roll over. So can someone, can someone in the audience tell me, uh, what do you do when you are trapped on a boat in the middle of a storm? Do you, With a, your son. Yeah, this is, this is gonna be a multiple choice. A, do you get in the lifeboat to swim away from the storm? B, do you hold on tightly to something? Or C, do you tie your son to a pole so that he'll survive? Um, any guesses? Any Anthony, do you know the answer? I think the answer is D. D? There was no D. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the correct answer... Oh, 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 my... Okay, the correct answer is, uh... Is C. C. You strap your son down to the mast. And, and then you just jump off. And then you just leave him. Um, how this works, I... I don't know how... Mako survives because apparently the this ship washed up on safe. shore. I feel like you definitely shouldn't tie your son to, like, just a random pole on your ship and be like, eh, he's good. What if the boat capsizes and goes upside down? Your son's dead. Well, then you're then you're right side up when the world flips upside down. Right? Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean <laughs> 3. When, uh, when the two... The yeah, when you have to escape, uh... Davy Jones No, no, no. This is when they sail to the Arctic to see the green sun, and they're they're trying to that's, tip over no, the no, that's ship. That's when they're in Davy Jones' locker, and they're trying to get out of Davy Jones' locker. No. Yes. Oh, is that yes. the whole time they're yes. in Davy Jones? I... 
Wow, that movie really confuses me. I don't like the third Pirates of the Caribbean very much, like except the for the final one. The first the one's first, great. The first one's so good. The fight scene in the third one is by far the best fight scene, like, ever pirate done. Oh, yeah, when it makes no clue what's going on. And but it's just, just a love story between uh, Elizabeth and Tim Orlando. Turner. Yeah, Orlando. Um, and then, uh, what's it called? The, the old, old man one is marrying them as they're all fighting, because, you know, you have time for that. I was wondering how they found Captain Jack in that without going somewhere. Okay, okay, that's besides the point, though. Um, I don't know. What was that? What were we talking about? We were talking about the backstory. Oh, the backstory. Mako washes up on shore. He still thinks his dad is alive. Uh, Mako loves the sea. He is in love with the sea, uh, by the way. Like, unhealthily in love. But he thinks his dad's alive because he noticed the lifeboat was gone. <laughs> that goes with answer uh, A get in a lifeboat, because uh, that'll save you. Um, so, yeah, so it's things aren't looking good for Yugi, though, because Mako got a lot of stuff. He summons a stone soldier, big, stony boy. In face of defense, which still doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and then from there, he then just decides to just keep going, and I feel like Mako just kind of, like, sits back and just watches everything go wrong. He summoned a shark at some point, but the shark yeah. is useless. No, he doesn't... Work. He doesn't actually attack Yugi until Yugi gets a chance to win the duel. Yeah, so he has his monster, the, the stone guy. Uh-huh. He puts it into attack position, yeah. and then he just stabs the moon. Because, you know, destroying the moon obviously destroys all the tides. Clearly, it wouldn't just reset the map to how it was in the very beginning of the match. Yeah. No, it just well, destroys all the water. I don't know if it... It should reset the stage. Did it... Well, I thought maybe that it just took the water. It didn't show the other half of the stage ever after that point. Then I he attacked it, during his while no. being attacked? I think the, so the creatures were circling around the one piece of land. Moon destroyed. Water rushes back. Scientifically sound. If the moon was destroyed, we would not have tides. Yes. Um, and uh, so I think all the creatures were on the land side because they were circling around but the stone But that's not soldier. how Yu-Gi-Oh works. That's not how the I monster's position... You can't put your monster on their side of the field. I don't know why you're still trying to go by how Yu-Gi-Oh works. It's none of this Okay, is how but then all of a sudden, all of his fish monsters, fish boys, are beached because they all just are on land now because there's no water. And so he summons his dragon card... Uh, dragon cur- boy. Curse a dragon, or dragon boy, and then uses his burning land attack and just wins. Yeah... I don't know what no, burn. No, I think no damage is done because Burning Land does destroys landfield spells and does five hundred damage to each player. Does not destroy monsters at all. Wow, you knew that? Yes, I used that card at one point. Nerd, nerd alert! <laughs> so somehow, by using his two thousand power attack monster, he's able to destroy all of Mako's monsters in one hit and instantly win the duel. Yeah. Um. And then. Honestly, see, this is what I like about this episode. Mako and Yugi don't hate each other. Like, they're not rivals. They It was legit just a friendly duel. Uh, no one even cheated in this duel. Like, no no one cheated in this no, okay, duel. Okay, no one directly cheated. They just Yugi, abused the rules. Yugi always cheats in the duels because he has a he has a pinch hitter go up for him. But, um, which I guess a pinch hitter isn't breaking the rules in baseball, but... It's essentially breaking the rules. Get get up there and take it. Take it like a player. Like, man, come on. Um, But they're just so kind to each other. Mako's like, 
oh, I guess I'll have to start over now. Yeah, because he's down to one star chip. Yeah. He didn't lose all of his star chips. And Yuki's just like, I know you can do it, Mako. I know you can do it so good, Mako. See, but the best part about this episode is it led to the invention of a card called Attack the Moon. I don't remember what it does, but they, they made a card about this later on because of just how not rule-based at all this is. I don't remember what the card does, yeah. but they, they made this into a card. But well, now that I, I have dual monitors now, as opposed to last episode where I did not, um, attack the moon. It even has the stone soldier guy attacking the moon. Um, it Once per turn, when the battle position of a rock-type monster you control is changed, you can target one spell or trap card on your opponent's that your opponent controls. Destroy that card. That's hilarious. I love that. It's a continuous spell, by the way, if I remember what that yeah, means. Yeah, you're correct. Um, that's hilarious. It's legit just taken directly out from... The anime. I love that. Oh, that's cute. But yeah, that card was literally made because of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then, uh, uh... And that's it. Then they're all happy, and they go off. And I think next episode... I, next episode is a fun episode. Um, is it? Yeah, some of you may not stand a ghost of a chance. If oh you know what God, I mean. That's how long the next if, episode is? If you know what I mean, Anthony. Oh which boy. he does. So stay tuned. Uh, you know, go out, Big watch brother. watch episode 8. If you're following along at home, watch episode 8. We'll probably, I think we're watching episode 8 and 9. Um, and Maybe 10. And maybe 10. Let's see. Episode 8, 9. Yeah, we'll be watching episode 8, 9, and 10 to finish off that duel, I think. Um, so, go out and watch it. Um, as for us, I think that does it for this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, as usual, go follow us on uh, Draw Your Last Card, or tweet at us, Draw Your I don't remember our Twitter. What's our, I think it's I think Draw it's, Your Last Card. Yeah, it's at Draw Your Last Card. Uh, our Twitter is just... I'm, I'm slowly learning how Twitter works, actually. Uh, the Twitter is draw your last card. Uh, you can add us, I think, by... At, no. Okay, so the Twitter name is draw you are last card. Um, and then you can tweet at us at draw you are last card. Um, like the letters you and mm -hmm. R, you know? How it be. You probably know. You guys are devoted fans now. Um, per yeah. usual, get your dogs to listen, get your cats to listen. We are dogless and catless for it's a, this. It's a sad day. Um, unfortunately, but, um, you know, we know you, you guys have some dogs listening in on this, so Bow Wow, uh, Ruff, oh, I have a pillow pet named Ralph, actually, um, and a webkins named Terrence, um, that Our dogs. are here, um, they're dogs, one's a golden retriever, one's a Burmese mountain dog. Uh, so, they're listening, so we got two dogs-ish ish listening. We're they're, trying our best. They're dogs. Well, Ralph is only a dog when he's not a pillow. Pillow pets, am I right? Um, so, thank you for listening to Draw Your Last Card. As always, I've been Johnny. I've been Anthony. And always believe in the, in the heart, heart of the cards. Wow, you stole that from me.